0: How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, "What's going on? Why are you talking to me like this?" Uh, well, so we 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 went through a rebrand. We originally were speaking of which we're now Drunken Book Club, but I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are you know episodes that we did on a bunch of different books. Before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club, I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference, speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So, there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at dbc underscore pod for Twitter, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. Alright, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Have you ever thought to yourself, hey, these guys should talk about this book on Drunken Book Club, or even, hey, I want to hear them gush about this on RuPaul's Rupees. Well, guess what? We'll listen to you if you pitch in a dollar on our Patreon. That's right. For one dollar, we'll listen to you. And along with that dollar, you know what else you get? You get access to all the bonus episodes that I put out every single week, including the backlogs, and early access to all our podcasts and videos and everything else that I put up on there. So for a dollar, I think it's pretty much worth it. But you be the judge. Check it out. It's at Patreon.com/slash. Speaking of which, thank you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. Ho ho ho! Who woulda know? Ho ho ho! Who woulda know? It's the Rupal joined with Sam. And uh, we read a Christmas book. We read by uh, fan choice because we had three books uh, up for the poll. I only did it for one day on accident, but it ended up having quite a few votes, so I was pretty satisfied with it. Because sometimes, like after that initial first day, then it like drops off to nothing, and like one or two votes throughout, sprinkled in every now and then. And we got uh, Magic Tree House. Technically, this is the twenty-first book in the series. But I got a more recent copy of it. So it's Magic Treehouse Merlin Missions uh, Christmas in Camelot. So it's uh, it's technically the 21st in the series. I don't know why they decided to be like, it's the Merlin Missions when they went back to having Morgan after a while. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They, they did a thing. That's me. Yeah, I was about to say, if you want to ever vote in the poll, join our, our Twitter page at twitter.com slash sow underscore podcast. I will be putting up a poll for next month's Drunken Book Club. It's going to be kind of a grab bag. Haven't decided on them yet, but we'll find out soon or, or later. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll talk about um, what we pre on. Sam? Sorry, it just hit me like hard right now. <laughs> um,
1: I had eggnog with some cinnamon whiskey. Yeah. And now I'm having what I call an apple pie, which is a hard apple cider. With a shot of cinnamon whiskey.
0: Yep, always a good time. Woo! A lot of cinnamon whiskey today. Yes, I started off the night with a pink lemonade left over from my late night meal at from Taco Bell. I put a little bit of apple whiskey in there because I figured it'd be good, and it was pretty good. I was gonna say, apple became the dominant flavor, which <laughs> hey, I'm not going to complain. And then I took I took a swig of Wild Turkey to kind of uh, rush rush myself. And then I had a little bit of eggnog, but I put s'mores vodka in there because I thought it would be a really interesting taste, and it was interesting. I think I would rather try vanilla or just straight cinnamon whiskey like you did with it. But, I i mean, I still enjoyed it. I'm not going to be a liar here and say I didn't like it. I liked it, but I think it'd probably be better. The, the taste of, of s'more has not left my mouth, though. Oh. And I'm currently uh, about to drink a hard coffee Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, just for late night fun. Is that say one of your favorite? Did you say that? I would say it's probably one of my favorite uh, hard hard drinks, quote unquote. Uh, it's good. It's a good coffee. <laughs> and uh, okay, Sam. Let's get into our notes here. I why did I make my print my font so small? Like I guess that's really small. So, uh, what are your first impressions of? What were your first impressions of this one? You you saw the cover. You you had you ever read of Treasure Trails? I don't remember if I have. I used to read read these quite religiously in second grade, and then I think I moved up to Hank the Cowdog. I think I moved on to that because it was slightly thicker. It, it had a dog and stuff like that. I think I was like I think I read it
1: in like third grade and it was too like
0: it, yeah second was grade like, was pushing it I was like
1: this is a baby book and then I read yeah. something else yeah
0: because like th- I mean this one was is longer than your normal one this is a uh, I think this I think it's like 111 pages uh, if we're not counting like all the fun stuff and all the uh, the note from the author yeah it's like 111 pages but with pictures so I, I feel like this one would be good for like a third grader but like the original series definitely. Was like first to second grade. I think I tried like Dinosaurs by
1: Dusk or something like that. Yeah, the first one. And I was like, this is a baby book.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because one of my
1: friends was like, it's really good. And I'm like, you suck at reading. (laughs) I didn't say that to
0: her, but I was like. You you, you thought it though. Yes. You definitely thought it. I don't blame you. I mean, I read them. I really enjoyed them. Actually, you know what? I think I read it up until third grade because I remember being in the, Big kid playground, and that's when third, fourth, and fifth graders were where we went, right? I think so. Yeah, that's because we went to the same elementary school, but we didn't know each other. Yeah, Uh, great difference. So, I mean, you you don't know people below your grade in elementary school unless they're your sibling or your sibling's friends, or you went to after school class with them. Yes, shout out to Danny. Yep. Was he older?
1: Yes, he was in a grade.
0: He was in my grade. I remember (laughs) Danny. Me and him talked about Magic Treehouse. (laughs) That is so funny. Danny and I were friends. We He was the kid with the with a hat, right? Yeah, I think he yes! was. Yes! Yeah. Me and him loved Magic Treehouse, and we would talk about that. That is so <laughs> funny. Small world.
1: Well, I mean, we went to the
0: same school. So. I know, still, but still yeah. small world. Like, legit, he's the only person I talked about Magic Treehouse. Because me and him would, like, talk about, like, how we would stay up late and read it in, like, one night. He said he would, like, have a flashlight. I'd be like, you know, my parents bought, like, literally because my parents knew I loved to read. I still love to read, and they bought me a book, light, a book lamp, which was like, it literally uh, was like, it would clamp down on the page, and which was honestly kind of terrible. I mean, because it would only do that unless you wanted to keep turning the page. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I hated the book light I got, but I didn't yeah. tell my parents And then it that.
0: had like a little lamp, which was really decent.
1: Yeah, mine was not nice. It yeah. was
0: not that great, but but yeah yeah me and uh, that's so funny me that and danny funny. talked about like magic treehouse so hardcore so double shout out to danny up there yeah apparently i wonder what he's up to hope he's doing well yeah i hope he's doing well too I hope he's not shooting up like me what <laughs> shooting up these bitches bam, bam 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 i shot her i shot her in the head i'm a monster why am i a monster that's me drinking booze, because I'm a monster. Sam's dead. Isn't that right, Sam? They <laughs> hear you, Sam. You're not exactly a quiet breather. <laughs> but no, yeah, that was kind of my like early childhood, was talking with my friend Danny about Magic Treehouse, and yeah, I, I mean... I don't remember how far I got into the series. Did I ever say in my notes how far I got? Uh, I just I don't remember honestly. Like, but yeah, like what were like what were your first impressions of the book though? Before reading it though, I was like, it's gonna be a fun little jaunt kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> just it's just gonna be fun and easy. Yeah. So you know, in my notes, I've I've read a fair share of Magic Tree Houses in my youth, but I didn't get this far. If memory serves me correctly, I did not make it to the Merlin missions. Uh, I think I stopped reading the series after the fact checkers on mummies and pyramids. Uh, That was a nonfiction series that her and her husband, her and her her husband wrote. And kind of like a nonfiction, just talking about like the different locations and stuff. And I think it was because the mummy came out and I loved mummies at that point. I mean, mummies were cool. Yeah. Like great, great time. I
1: feel like after dinosaurs, like one of the next things you go to as a kid is mummies.
0: Yeah. 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 It's fair. Yeah. But if I have to guess what this one is about, this book, uh, before anything, is that they're probably fact checking that Camelot ever existed and that King Arthur isn't a real historical figure. Like, because, like, the books were about them, like, kind of going through history and being like, we got to find this historical op, or, like, a historical coin or something, like, a a specific coin or something, and being like, we found it, yay! I don't remember from the anime. (laughs) Oh, yeah, apparently, me, okay, so, me being, you know, I, I try to look up something before we read these, or not read these, but before we record these episodes, about the, you know, about the book we read, um... I try to. I don't always, like, obviously we didn't watch the episode of Turkey beforehand. We definitely should have. Yeah. But, eh, we missed out. Um, But, I typed in Magic Treehouse on YouTube, and there were a ton of audiobooks. There was a ton of um, Mary Pope Osborne just talking and stuff, and she looks like the woman who wrote this series. Like, Like, it's
1: one of those, I'm, I'm not sure I really had a picture in my mind, but when I saw it, I was like... That's Right,
0: yeah, yeah, like that checks out like elementary school teacher, yeah, like that's what she looks like. Um, but 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 there's also the first video that pops up is an anime movie for the Magic Treehouse. Now, Sam didn't know this, I knew this is that they actually had like alternative covers in Japan, you know, a lot of places do that. Yeah, I was know? gonna say that's
1: not uncommon. That's,
0: that's not uncommon. You know, I, I know it's Goosebumps, there's a ton of them, and they're a lot of them are really freaking awesome, but Magic Treehouse. Uh, there's, like, legit, there's, like, two distinct ones. There's the American covers and the Japanese ones, which look very, uh, you know, cheapy anime kind of thing. Like, cheap mangas. Yeah. Like, they look really cute, honestly. And, apparently, they adapted, like, the first couple st- stories, excuse me. Uh, they at least got up to, like, if I'm looking at the thing right, they adapted at least the first four. Because it's Dinosaurs Before Dawn, you saw Dinosaurs The Night at Dawn, you saw King Arthur's Court, which is where they do the King Arthur thing. Yeah. Mummies in the Morning. Was there any mummies? I didn't see any mummies,
1: but maybe they just didn't put it.
0: Yeah, and Pirates Past Noon. They did have, like, a
1: temple thing that they showed. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, were there any ninjas? I don't think they showed any ninjas. Not that I remember, but... Yeah, so. But that would have been the fifth one. But, like, it looks like they adapt the first couple books. And it looks really adorable, honestly. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, like, the, uh, what's called Animal Crossing anime movie of just being cute and innocent. Yeah. It looks like a fun little anime. Yeah. I, was about to, I don't think I'll watch it, because it, it's, it's going to be like clearly made for little kids. It's kind of like the Animal Crossing anime, where- We are the, not the intended we audience. We are not the intended audience, but it's cute. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh- Dove. Why are you watching that? Right. Okay. So- Can you bleep out his name, by the way? I'm going to bleep it out with the name that's not his name. That's, like, Dove. That works. <laughs> I'm going to just put my name- I'm just going to just put Dove. Dove. <laughs> Uh, but the cover, let's talk about this cover. I have to, you know, I have to compliment this series on the covers. It's the perfect cover for sad bookworms because the older brother looks like you. You nerds! <laughs> but the covers did look pretty good. With a nice action shot of the two kids doing something relating to the book's title. Uh, but but why they're writing a flying deer that, that doesn't really look like a reindeer is beyond me. But it's a nice cover. Yep. It's a very, it's a very nice, uh, what kind of painting is that? It's like, I, I don't know what style that is.
1: It, I know it's, it's an oil painting. That's yeah. as far as I could tell you. But yeah, it's,
0: it's a very nice cover of them just riding this deer, being like, ah, action shot. Yeah. And that's kind of like all the covers are just too, an action shot of them being like, ah. Yep. And stuff like that. Very good covers, I, I I really like the covers.
1: I think they're nice. Like, that was yeah. the one thing that made me go, I'll give it a try, was the cover.
0: Yeah. So, so that's fair. All right, Sam, go ahead and read the prologue. So you can get everyone up to... This is the 21st book in the series. We gotta read this prologue, because it explains every fucking thing.
1: Once upon a time, in Frog Creek, Pennsylvania, a mysterious treehouse appeared in the woods. A boy named Jack and his sister Annie climbed into the treehouse. They found that it was filled with books. Jack and Annie soon discovered that the treehouse was magic. It could take them to the places they read about in the books. All they had to do was point to a picture and wish to go there. They discovered that during their adventures, no time at all passed in Frog Creek. Jack and Annie eventually learned that the treehouse belonged to Morgan Le Fay, an enchantress from Camelot, the long-ago kingdom of King Arthur. On one of their journeys, Jack and Annie visited Morgan's library in Camelot and brought hope and courage to King Arthur. Now it is winter. Jack and Annie have not seen Morgan or the Magic Treehouse
0: for many months. Ding din, din, din. oh, Wait, that's Goosebumps. Yes, I said, that's. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it pretty much what's happened in the series, well, we'll go in the series so far. It it gives a good little description. So chapter 1, A Royal Invitation. Jack and Annie have just started their winter vacation. Annie spies a white dove in the trees and says it's a sign from Morgan, but Jack says not to get her hopes up. The dove flies into the woods and Annie knows it's a sign that the treehouse is back. The kids chase after it, and standing before the children is the titular, magical domicile in a tall shrubbery. What? (laughs) That. Uh, (laughs) They climb into the treehouse and expect to find Morgan inside, and are sad to see she isn't, but there's a scroll waiting for them. They open it, and it's an invitation to spend Christmas in Camelot, signed by the letter M, Manos, the Hands of Fate. See, I was thinking Mellow, or was it Matt? (laughs) What? Death Note. Because oh, yeah. after
1: L, there were two, there are people vying for his replacement. Okay. For the letter M.
0: Okay, yeah. Minty, Minty.
1: But then, I think it was Nier got it, if I remember.
0: I don't fucking care. It's been years. Death Note the movie, that's all I care about. Best movie. They open it and it's an invitation to spend Christmas in Camelot. Oh yeah, I already said that. Uh, they scour the treehouse for the book about Camelot, but all they can find is a book on Pennsylvania that returns them home. They're disappointed and any wishes that they could go to Camelot. After her wish is said, the branches start to rustle, and the wind starts picking up. The treehouse starts to spin and says the world is still. Chapter two. This is Camelot? And don't be afraid to interrupt with your notes, Sam.
1: I don't really have much on the first, cha- the second chapter. Okay, I, I don't know. First and second, yeah. <laughs> first couple. Yeah, because it's just kind of like, okay, I'm understanding it's what's going on. It's very
0: straightforward. Yeah. This is a baby's book. <laughs>
1: Again, this book is for
0: babies. They arrive and are disappointed once more as they've landed in a bare patch of trees looking into a gray bannerless castle. From the castle, a woman in white appears, and they... And they kids. Oh my god, I I make fun of people for their their writing and I can't even fucking do shit. And the kids recognize that it's Morgan. They hug her and find out that she didn't send for them to celebrate Christmas in Camelot because the libs canceled Christmas. <laughs> She says that in a previous book, they helped King Arthur grow a pair to defeat his nemesis Mordred, but in retaliation, Mordred's dark wizard uh, casts a spell over Camelot, making it a bleaker place than Detroit.
1: I mean, to be fair, like, around the time that King Arthur would have taken place, that's about right.
0: For for England. I mean, England's already
1: gray as shit.
0: The kids offer to help, but Morgan doesn't think they can. She says they can at least try and cheer, cheer Arthur up. And we find out how they can help on page 15. Read yes, and then just finish all the way through.
1: Yes, says Morgan. And please, I beg you. In the lantern light, she looked very serious. Do not let the story of Camelot end
0: forever. Keep our kingdom alive. So, uh, I have a note here saying that's an interesting way to bring in myths and legends into the series, since it's always been based in reality. You know, Pompeii, and pirates, and ninjas, and shit. Uh, It. It's a good twist. I wonder how long it took Mary Pope Osborne to come up with that. Yeah, I legit put that because I was like, you know what? Like, I mean, you can only write about nonfiction places for so long without wanting to be like, you know, Camelot. I mean, she technically did with Camelot in chapter two with the second one with the knights. But
1: it's also a good way to rope
0: in Morgan Le Fay because yeah, I mean, she's I mean, she's part of the series though.
1: But I'm saying like in that
0: sense of why yeah how and the second one's actually the second of the Merlin missions is Sleepy Hollow. So we might return to this in Halloween. I'll put it up in the poll, honestly. So there's that. Okay, no. So chapter three, the Knights of the Round Table. The kids are led to King Arthur. He asked how they got here, and they say via the treehouse, and Arthur scowls at Morgan. But she says it wasn't her. It wasn't me. The king introduces the kids to Guinevere and all the Knights of the Round, except for three. Lancelot, Galahad, and Percival, aka the cool ones. Yes, they're the ones everyone, everyone remembers. Because of Monty on and the Holy Grail. Percival
1: wasn't in it. Really? Not that I remember. Because Belvedere was.
0: Mm, that's right. <laughs> Belvedere. Uh, the three are sat at their spots and eat a sad meal. They are tor- told of what happened to the three. They were sent on a quest to the other world, the place where all magic began, to bring back joy to the land. When they didn't return, Arthur was pissed and blamed magic, and there's now a ban on it. Uh, I put in parentheses, D&D idea. <laughs> Morgan is only allowed in Camelot because of her close relationship to Arthur, bow, chicka, bow, bow. but isn't allowed to use any magic in that the magic treehouse is banished from the land. The kids fear they'll never get to use the treehouse or see her again, but before they can mope about it, a knight in shiny red armor and a cloak upon a horse dressed in green enters the room. A Christmas night, if you would. I was like, what the fuck is a Christmas night? <laughs> That's a Christmas night. They have a good picture of it. I know, but I was still like, what? Chapter four, who will go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make a Christmas oh. night for dendy Also, you know why I did the bell uh, took a while, though, right? Yeah, because they fuck. I'm going
1: to say, in some some versions of the legends, it is thought that they were more than just friends. Yes. And Guinevere is not like that. Yep. So,
0: yeah. 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 Okay, chapter four, who will go? The knight calls out Arthur for being a pussy, for not sending more brave knights to the other world. But Arthur says he'll not sacrifice any more knights, especially the ones with names no one fucking remembers. They're not appearing in this film. Yep. The Annie, uh, the Annie, not then Annie. Then Annie offers their services to save Camelot. But the king says no and demands to stop them. Then suddenly the knight raised his gloved hand in the air and time around the children had paused. Chapter five. I put, by the way,
1: with oh. Annie volunteering to go. But hmm. goddamn it, Annie, don't volunteer for shit you don't know the
0: risks for. <laughs> I mean, this is how the book series is. Oh
1: no, I'm I was sure Like, Annie going. Let's do the thing, and then Jack being like, "Let's not," and she's like, "Fuck you."
0: Yeah, that's that's literally the whole series. Like you, that's the whole series in a nutshell. Uh, ch- chapter five: Rhymes of the Christmas Night. And he is freaked that everything is frozen in place, and the knight says that they must go to the other world to save them along with Camelot. They must go there and find the cauldron filled with the water of memory and imagination, and fill a cup and bring it back to Camelot. The kids ask how they can do that, and the knight says to remember these three rhymes. And Before he can say anything, Jack is like, hold on, bitch, let me write this down. I mean, that's smart. Like a, like... Re- like a responsible child. Because yeah. I would not remember otherwise either. Yeah, he, uh, he does that in the book series as well. And the rhymes go a little something like this.
1: Beyond the iron gate, the keepers of the cauldron wait. For gifts you will need, the first from me. Then a cup, a compass, and finally a key. If you survive to complete your quest, the secret door lies to the west.
0: And that's it. Yeah. The knight says all that, and turning my page... Jack asks if that's everything and the knight just removes his cloak and drops it in a heap at their feet and says deuces. Like legit, that's what he fucking does. Bye. You didn't do anything. Uh, chapter six, a white comet. The kids scoop up the cloak. Jack ponders about the rhymes, but before he can think it out, Annie is like, we gotta save Camelot. We gotta save Camelot. Yeah. She rushes out without Jack but doesn't get far as she doesn't know where the other world is. <laughs> uh, Jack says that the treehouse might be able to take them, so they rush there and wish to go to the other world through the magic of the invitation. Nothing happens, and Jack thinks it didn't work, but Annie says, Shut the fuck, fuck up, Malvin, and look outside. Outside is a white stag with amber eyes. See, it's right. Yeah. It's
1: a white stag. You said it didn't look like a reindeer. It's a stag. Yeah. You said so, you said earlier that it didn't look like a
0: reindeer. Yeah, it's a stag. Yeah, cuz it's a stag. Yeah, yeah, well I didn't know that cuz I thought Christmas so reindeer. It, it, that's why I would think it'd be reindeer. Is that wrong? Why are you attacking me for just pointing out that? I thought that made sense that like I would think no, reindeer was no, right. Christmas. No, you're right. <laughs> I'm just being a Brett. Yes, very much so. Annie says that's Annie says that's the ride, but Jack being a Melvin is like People don't ride deers. Ride the fucking deer, Jack. Annie is like SDFU and gets on the stag's back without any problems. Jack puts on the red cloak and hops on the deer as well. The stag charges forward and takes them quickly across the kingdom and stops at a cliff's edge and leaves them there. They check the poem and bring up the part beyond the iron gate and spot one across the distance, guarded by two knights in golden armor.
1: So one thing I, point, I, I pointed out mm-hmm. is I love the fact that since magic destroyed everything, yes. he didn't think of the uh, of Uncle's logic. M- only magic can defeat magic.
0: He doesn't know ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> but this, I'm saying, these are white people. But
1: I'm saying with a magical problem, him to be like, oh, let's ban all magicians. Well,
0: white people don't understand that. That's dumb. These are white people. This is Britain. Of course they're going to kill the witches. White people are dumb. Witchfinder General. I'm just saying white people are dumb. Oh, well, look, I'm looking at a white person. <laughs> You're part white. Yeah, and why do you think I hate myself? Partly. <laughs> uh, chapter seven, a good trick. Yeah, that deer did give him a good trick. Uh, the, ki- <laughs> the kids find a bridge, and before crossing, question the problem ahead with the knights. Uh, they check the poem, and know they f- need to use the cloak. Annie wonders if it's an invisibility cloak. And Jack is like, bitch, did I look invisible to you? Did I look like Harry goddamn Potter? And I'm like, yeah, you look like Harry Potter. He does. Like, honestly, I can like, see it. Yeah. I'm wondering if this predated Harry Potter or not. do Not not this book. You have to look at the actual series, Sam. I'll pull it up. Yeah, why don't you pull it up while I, I continue reading my thing. Uh She takes the cloak and becomes invisible when she puts the hood up. The kids both put the cloak on together like if it was their punishment shirt. You know the one. <laughs> uh, they make it across the bridge and when Jack questions how they'll get through the gate, Annie makes a noise. Jack thinks she's fucking stupid, but Annie says she's the wind. Uh, they push open the gate and get through without any problems as the knights are like, not my fucking problem. Original release date, 1992. This predates Harry Potter. Yeah. And he always looked like that. like
1: Yeah, he did. I remember him always looking... Like a fucking dweeb. Melvin. Yeah, like a me, Meowin. The way you said it, mealy Mealy.
0: But yeah. Melvin. Melvin, brother of the Joker. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Uh, but yeah, a fucking... I, th- I think J.K. Rowling's illustrator ripped off uh, this series for Harry Potter's look. I mean, J.K. Rowling was pretty lazy with her description. Yep. Yeah, I mean, she was lazy about a lot of things. You're not wrong. <laughs> fucking Chow Chang, God that was like the- God damn. Uh, chapter eight, the other world. The other world is the Fey Wild, pretty much, for all you cool kids out there. Uh, in the distance, they hear music that fills them with joy. They think that they may be the keepers of the Cauldron. Uh, the kids go towards them invisibly, but when they notice that they're just jolly folk with wings and golden skin and nice clothes, oh no! They think they're okay to okay to appear to them. That's the fae. Yeah. We love the fae. They get they get the urge to dance, and Jack notices three swords on the ground, but pays no attention to them. The three swords, oh no. They dance, and Jack loses his glasses, and all thoughts of the mission, and everything else. Fucking fae. Yep, that's basically,
1: I I talked to Ed about it. Yeah. And when I said, like, yeah, so he's, they saw some fairies, and they're like, let's dance.
0: Ed was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And he sees three knights in the rivalry They look sick and exhausted. Annie says they need to save them, but Jack is a slave to the music and wants to dance forever. We are slave to no one except the rhythm. Yes. Is basically Jack at this point. Yep. He just he just wanted to do the mummers dance. Play the song, Chris. Uh, chapter 9, The Lost Knights. Annie pulls Jack from the dancing circle and gives him his glasses. Jack now sees the disheveled knights, exhausted from partying too hard. Andrew W.K. doesn't approve of Faye Wild. <laughs> Actually, he does. Uh, <laughs> the kids divide... Defi- Actually, we should ask if uh, Faye parties are okay with Andrew W.K. Yeah. Can, can we type that in the Twitter? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> the kids devise a plan to save the knights by creeping up in the dance circle where the knights are and pulling them out. Jack fears he will get entranced again, and Annie says to think of something else to help him. So they creep up, in, they creep into the circle where the knights are, and when Annie calls for them to pull out, uh, the to pull out Jack. Wow, I should, wow that was a <laughs> really bad sentence. Freezing. Phrasing. Much like a man with a weak will, <laughs> has weak pull-out game. Uh, Annie calls out Morgan's name repeatedly to get Jack back on track. And when he imagines the sexy witch, he breaks the trance and pulls out the knights with Annie. Man, I you know I, I guess the phrasing was correct since I put all that in there. FBI is coming for us. No.
1: Shout out to our local NSA person listening to this.
0: Yay, yeah, hey, what's up, dude? I hope you like this. Uh, chapter 10, The Knight's Gift- the knights are weary from all the dancing, and the kids explain why they're there. The kids wish to continue, but the knights say they must go with, with them, but they need to rest first. The kids say they'll continue alone, and Sir Galahad hands him a silver cup. Percival hands him a compass, and Lancelot hands him a key. Just like the palm! Uh, the knights pass the fuck out. Annie says the mission will continue to be easy, but Jack doesn't think so. The cu- kids travel west into the wooded area... And find a shiny glass door between two boulders.
1: I love Annie being like,
0: they just need a nap. I mean, yeah, they really did.
1: Yeah. Just the way she said it, though, just kind of sounding condescending. It
0: was very condescending. Chapter 11, The Crystal Cave. (laughs) They approach the door and use the key that was given to them by Lancelot, and it unlocks. They enter the cave, and it's lit up with purple light that's coming from a crack, which which is inside the crevice... Which is the, okay, there's a crevice, okay, let's just get that out of the way is where the cauldron is in, okay, kids, the kids squeeze in and find the cauldron is too tall. Jack gives Annie a piggyback to help boost her, and they retrieve some of the water, but before they can celebrate, Jack notices something that smells like rotten seaweed, and uh i have i have a I have a question about that. What kind of smell is that? people? I need to know what rotten seaweed smells like, I feel like it's salty, yeah, and maybe like.
1: I feel like rotten vegetable with salt is my, okay. I c- is I my can, guess. Okay. I can imagine that. I have not smelled rotten seaweed, but that is my guess.
0: And appearing from nowhere are four dragons. <laughs> the dragon. Run. Chapter 12. Fire with fire. The kids are fucked, but Annie thinks they should drink the water to give them inspiration to fight the keepers. Jay thinks it's stupid once again, and drinks that shit. Without warning, the kids take a level in badass and grab the flaming branches from under the cauldron's fire, and start swinging at the keepers. Uh, They fought off the beast until the beast had no more flames to fight with, and they all retreat into their places. The kids then leave and lock the door once more.
1: One thing I would say, the one thing I put is like, wow, that worked of just like fire sticks with dragons. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think of like any other dragon fight where if you tried that shit, it would just be like...
0: Right. Yeah, it was, I mean, everything Fuck. I'll get into my review uh, after, after three more chapters. Uh, Chapter 13, the horses are waiting. The kids get back to the dancing area and meet back with the knights. They wish to help, but they don't have their horses. But the kids know where their horses are because I forgot to mention that earlier because I thought it was page filler. Uh, They lead the men to their horses and Jack grabs the cloak where he left it. The kids hop on the back of Lancelot's horse, and Jack asks if Annie is okay holding the cup of water, and she says she'll be okay. I... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to put, like, the real miracle. Hmm. Not spilling the cup. Uh, I actually put that up soon. Uh, They cross the gate and the bridge. Then the kids see the white stag upon a large pile of rocks. Chapter 14. Return. Annie goes to the stag and hugs it. The knights ask if the kids are magic, and they say no, but the white stag is, and that's how they got there so quickly. The knights tell the kids to go back with the stag to get to Camelot quicker. The kids get on the stag and ride quickly to Camelot. They get there without spilling a drop. Yeah, see? (laughs) They return to the frozen scene that they left and decide to put drops on everyone starting with Morgan. Because, man, Morgan's got tits that go forever. (laughs) But before Jack can get to Morgan... The goof fucking trips on his own shoelaces. I vaguely remember this happening in this series a lot. Of him being like, like tripping on his shoelaces. Like, I feel like that's something that happens a lot in this series. Okay, chapter 15 Christmas magic. Cue the Bob's Burger song, Chris.
1: Christmas magic.
0: Christmas magic. The water spills on the ground, getting into every nook and cranny. Camelot is doomed to be forgotten, to be a forgotten legend. Thanks to his little Malvin. (laughs) But before their very eyes, the world of Camelot comes alive with every pleasant scent to the joyful sound of laughter. The people are all back to their jovial selves. And the kids explain that they have returned from the other world. And that the knights are safe and alive. The kids give all the knights' belongings to Arthur to return to them. King Arthur says to ring the bells to summon all the common folk. But they're already outside. And he says to let them in. The common folk bring in all sorts of Christmas decorations and sing a cheerful Christmas carol. Then, from the archway, the white stag stands before them. The kids say the stag was the one who helped them. But when they turn back to it, the stag is gone and in its place is an old man. It's motherfucking Merlin the Magician. Uh, it was he who sent for the kids. Was He was also the Christmas knight and the stag. He knew the kids would save the day, dot dot dot. Why didn't he just go to the other world himself? I just put, like, the one thing with Merlin when he's like, it was me all along. Yeah.
1: I put, fuck you, Arthur. I do what I want. Right. Probably Merlin at some point.
0: Yeah. Like, why didn't he just fucking do it?
1: I mean, he couldn't. He was banished anyway, so, like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Why not, like, then come back, and then when they're like, what the fuck are you doing here, just, like, sprays it in Arthur's face, yeah. like,
0: fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. He just casts color spray in his eyes. <laughs> Chapter 16. Uh, welcome home. Play the King Diamond song, Chris. The kids uh, party really fucking hard in Christmas. And the kids get home and Jack writes about the story of their Christmas in Camelot. The fucking end. That is literally how I... That, that chapter was such a fucking waste. Yeah. Like they could have just ended with they had a great time and returned home. Yeah. But now they, they had to keep going. So what did you think of this one, Sam?
1: I think it was fine. Like, yeah. If I were to do like a tier list, uh huh, I would put it kind of like at a B. Yeah, a like, B. It's good. I don't have any. We per- usually rate these out of five. Give that like a three point five to okay, four. Okay. Like I'd say a four. I think okay. four is okay. fair. Okay. It was good, but it was short and very simple. Yeah. It was just kind of like, eh. It like, kind
0: like like a like a like a stupid. <laughs> it's short and simple.
1: Wouldn't it be a short like a like a dumb little person?
0: Yes, I I, I feel bad for saying the M word. But Vesticate. Yeah. But yeah, uh there's some pretty good pros in here. Yeah. Like 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 holy crap, the setting is well described and it paints a beautiful picture in your head for all the for all your senses, honestly. But it's dull. It was a bit of a struggle for me to to enjoy this one, honestly. Maybe it's because Annie is a little Mary Sue who can do anything and Jack is a mega Melvin. Like, legit. Whenever they're like, oh, here's a problem, they instantly solve it. Yeah, that's
1: kind of my problem. It felt kind of like if this were a and d game, yeah. they just were like, oh, we need to do the thing. And then they just roll and they get like a tw- net 20. Yeah. And that's always, that always
0: works kind of thing. Like, I can see why as a kid I like this book, but the conflicts aren't real. And any problems they have are solved immediately. It's good for a kid, but as an adult, I want struggle. I want actual problems that aren't solved as soon as they happen. It feels weak, but in a kid's eyes, this is a fun story, and, and I think the ones with actual history and locations are pretty educational. Hell, this one's even even ends with an author's note about the history of the myths and legends used in this story, so I can't even really complain about them being like, oh, fake story shit. You know, still somewhat educational in that sense, and I'd be a liar if I didn't like that about these books. In a child's eye, I would give this book a 4 out of 5. But as an adult, I give it a three out of five. Okay, that's fair. I I like what I said, it's like they they have a problem, Annie solves it like a Mary Sue. Yeah,
1: it's just kinda it's just kinda like, oh yeah, I wish that wasn't a problem and then it's just...
0: Yeah. Like there's no there's no problems. Like that's like th- that's the biggest struggle with the book. Like there's no real problems that they can't solve like that with Annie either doing something stupid or with Annie just doing something.
1: I feel like it's kind of to compare it to Goosebumps
0: mm-hmm. or to Animorphs. Yes,
1: it's that it's not that the kids try; it's the fact that there is no struggle and there's no outward forces that go. Oh no, I don't care that you're really smart. Yeah, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, like Animorphs definitely has like like real issues and stuff.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. and like even in Goosebumps, because I'm I'm comparing it because it's one of those things you can su- finish up in one book. Yeah, like you don't have to. Go each one by each one. Yeah. With those, like, with Goosebumps, like, even if they're like, we're going to do something, and they try it, like, going back to Monster Blood, we're, like, trying to contain, Mm -hmm. I think it was, was it three or four? I think it was four. Yeah, with the weird slime things. Yeah, yeah, that was four. Like, where they were like, oh, oh, we'll do it this way. Mm -hmm. And they actually do something, and then it goes sideways one way or another. Yeah. I still don't like four, but I'm just, it's the most recent I can think of.
0: It's all good. We read four of them, so it's okay. yeah i i agree like i i think as a kid this is a great book like this is nice easy fun like this is a good beginners like for fantasy like if i was like gonna like if i were like a teacher and i saw a kid wearing like a harry potter shirt I'd be like ew read this instead or read like anything that isn't made by that turf
1: yeah i would (laughs) like i'd recommend this to my nephew yeah, I like yeah. he's, think he's still not quite old enough for it yet, but... Yeah, he's, he's like, he, he's getting there, though. I'm gonna say, it's gonna take probably a year or two. Yeah, I think
0: next year would be good. He's
1: kind of at that age where he's just kind of starting... The, the
0: dinosaur good. one would be perfect. Yeah? He loves dinosaurs. He's at that dino he's age. He's supposedly
1: done with dinos. Oh. His words for right now. I think he still likes them, but he's like, I just don't want more dinosaur stuff right now.
0: That's fair. So... Oh man, what am I supposed to do with all this dinosaur stuff? Not the mama. <laughs> uh, I'm going to slap him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only if he tries to steal your name. Be like,
1: be like, "My name is now Chris."
0: I'd I'd hit him. I I would I would like pick him up and fucking essence of wall cra- wall slamming him.
1: See, I thought you'd do the slap where you just start slapping everybody. <laughs> I'm just sitting there just...
0: Yeah, just slap everyone.
1: Just slap my parents, slap slap his parents. Yeah,
0: I'd slap everyone.
1: The cops come, you just start slapping everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think just at essence of anything would be good. Yeah. Essence of cat, I pick up the cat and slam... I just pick it up two feet and, and let it fall. That fat cat would kill that child.
1: He's so fat. That cat is so fat. That
0: cat, they have a very fat cat. They actually
1: did put him on a diet, though. That's good. I will say to what it's worth, they yeah. have tried to curb yeah. his eating, and they don't give him treats.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they, I mean, when we were there, he didn't have treats, did he?
1: No, and he still doesn't have treats, yeah. and they don't feed him, like, human food, because yeah. that's not good for cats, either. Yeah, no. He's just gotten fat,
0: I somehow. Think, I think it's just, you know, lo- lack of exercise, genetics, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: And we also wonder if there's something else going on with him, because, like, he had that weird, like, bulge where he was, like, bloop, like, yeah. had a random, like... Yeah. So that could be something. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> I, talking <laughs> about Chunky Boy Cat kay. here. Well, because there's not too chunky much else... Jack. There's all, not too much else to talk about it, because it's not... The prose isn't the problem.
0: Yeah, the prose... I mean, th- this is great prose. Yeah. like I Like, it is very... Like, the world is very wonderfully crafted. Like it makes fucking Arl Stein's prose look like baby shit.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it's good prose, like no
0: Yeah, like no notes
1: on that. It's just it's
0: like she's not describing the outfits of every fucking one, like in Ar- like anything but friend goosebumps. Yeah. Which I mean, hey, that's good. You describe the world wonderfully and have that kind of like, I wish I had that as a G as a DM of being able to describe the world so beautifully.
1: Yeah. Like it's beautifully described. I think, again, the problem is just... I think also the problem is making a short, concise book for Mm -hmm. kids. Yeah. There's only so much you can do in the way of like plot issues for them.
0: I feel like you can just cut some things. You could could have cut some things. I don't know. Or you can make it longer. It's not like it's going to hurt anyone for making it longer. Well,
1: and I also feel like the imagination part with the dragons was under... Cut like
0: that was so that was so fast and taken care of when it was legit danger. Like yeah. I was actually kind of excited. I was like, "Oh my god, they're actually." Yeah, I'm actual like, danger. "How are they going to
1: do this?" And then they're just like, "Let's get sticks." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, From Annie's perspective, that they say after she was like, "I imagined like swords or something." Yeah, like something kind of badass, flaming swords. Yeah, whereas Jack was just like, "I just want to get him away." Yeah, and I'm like, "I wanted Annie's perspective on that of like." <laughs>
0: But all of a sudden, the stick and he's just a Mary Sue. There, I said it.
1: But like, if Jack even imagined it,
0: also turning into a giant flaming sword yeah. and him being like, "No," I think, I think her imagining that and him imagining them backing away is what saved them, though. Yeah, like if he hadn't imagined that, I feel like they wouldn't have done that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's my idea. That's my thoughts. It was
1: still. I feel like it would have been. It, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of weakly. Yeah, the
0: execution was weak. It was a very weak execution. Is that I'm, fair not, to I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. You're right. You're you right. You are right. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the, that's the episode. Uh, I I mean I don't really have anything else to say about the book. I gosh I don't know what we're gonna do for next month. I think we should. I we're definitely gonna put up a poll. Uh, I can. I think I'm just gonna make it kind of grab bag of just like first book in a couple series kind of yeah. thing. I think we should put a goof lumps in there. Yeah, I'd be down for a good film, so why not? Yeah, I was about to say, I've got wh- I I don't know if I have both, I might have, I, can, I think I have both the books, but if I have just the one, I'll put that one on there. I kind of want to read something fantasy, so I might put uh, this one series that I read as a kid that I was like, I remember being like, this sucks so hard, but I want to read it because I like fantasy, and Harry Potter's too long and scares me. And we don't want to support turf yeah well i mean uh, yeah i knew that it. yeah I knew that as a, as a fucking eight year old I don't wanna see.
1: she's gonna have bad opinions later on, you and know? I know what trans trans issues are as a as an eight year old yeah
0: i still i still know every day, but um,
1: you say I read Harry Potter with my parents, yeah, that's the only thing I would say is that's how I knew as a
0: kid yeah well, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll we'll do a gr- little grab bag. Actually, there's one. There is one thing I want to do. I kind of want to talk about the series Frightland a little bit. I'd be willing to give that a shot. Uh, it's it's a new series that came out in 2021. I actually helped uh, in the what's it called the it's fundraising <laughs> in the in the Kickstarter. Uh, I read the first one. I thought it was all right, but uh, some of these are really interesting. Like I, I kind of want to read one of the more weird ones. Like the Cosmic Horror book is like the second one. It's and like the third one's like historical horror, hmm. so I was say, I kind of want to like just pick and choose, maybe see what we got here. Uh, but yeah, I kind of want to get people interested in Frightland because like I don't know if they're out for general audiences yet, but GD, I really, I really was very excited for this. I'd, I'd be willing to read one. I'm yeah. not, I'm not a, I'm not a, opposed I'm, to it. Yes, thank you. Alright, so maybe we'll do a Frightland. Who knows? It'll either be a grab bag or Frightland. We'll figure it out later. Yep. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, make sure to like and follow us, uh, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Leave a review if you're listening to us on iTunes. Five stars means a lot, but you can rate us however you feel. Uh, and make sure to leave a heart if you can in certain other places, like on SoundCloud. Leave a heart. Like it. Like it good. Tell us what you think about, if you've read Christmas in Camelot, tell us what you th- thought of it. If you're Danny listening to this now, let us know. You can come on the podcast and read the first one with us. Yeah. There we go. You'll be our, you're our, you're our expert. Yes. Maybe Ed can choose a book if, if he'd be interested.
1: I feel like he'd be interested.
0: Maybe, maybe if we choose, maybe if he's like, if we can have him choose like a uh, random youth young adult book. Yeah. I was about to say, because I know. And he's I, a quick reader. I was about to say, he's a, he's a quick reader. So, He's uh, like me,
1: a gifted kid that, <laughs> that is burnt out. Yeah,
0: quote unquote gifted. There, yeah. I said it. Fuck it, fuck it,
1: fuck it. No, yeah. ADHD, it's... bitches. No, somebody was like, it's just neurodivergent kids that they put in a classroom. <laughs> and honestly, it's not wrong. <laughs> like, both of us were like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> I was too slow for those classes. They thought I was a deficient. Then I made their heads deficient. Hey, make sure to follow us on Facebook at Speaking Witch, slash, uh, slash Speaking Witch Pod. We have a w- website, SpeakingWitch.org. You can also follow us at SOW underscore podcast. That's the best place to honestly follow us because that's where I will post episodes. I'll post all our Patreon stuff. And also, if you're not on Patreon, it's a dollar a month for all our content. Like, I'm saying bonus episode every week. I'm saying early episodes, cut for time, all that fun stuff. There might be a cut for time in this episode. I don't know yet. Uh, we'll see when we get there. You might miss out. Uh, but yeah, follow us there. You can follow me on my personal accounts at the underscore roof on Twitter and Instagram. Don't really post on Instagram. Don't really post on that on my Twitter page. I just retweet the podcast stuff, honestly. So you should just follow SOW underscore podcast. You can find
1: me at Rose on Instagram and Twitter. I rarely ever add anything to Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's what i say. I'm not not much of an Instagram person. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, eh. I should try to find uh, a picture with like a bunch of faces and see how, if the algorithm is true, that if you have more faces, you'll get more like like views and stuff. Yeah, because that's the, that's like one of the things that they say is that faces sell, not our faces appease the algorithm, not yeah. And I think that was also yeah. It's fucking bullshit. It is. Yeah. Fucking, I hate Instagram. I really don't care for Instagram or Facebook, so that's why I tend not to post on on those ones. I mean, Twitter's bad, but at least I can choose who I follow on there and Mm. block all the ads. That's the best part. I love blocking all the ads. I blocked all the gambling stuff. It was great. So, I think we should end on, like, uh, maybe some fantasy metal or something about King Arthur. Yeah? Sound good to you? I'm down with that. So, let's rock on with some of that. Thank you for joining us this week. Like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah.